Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I am your Cobra mechanic that ordered bootleg parts for all of our target locking systems, codename Legion Cub. Oh, too bad. Uh, please do. It's fo- why we keep losing. <laughs> uh, please do follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and Twitter at GI Joe Audible. And uh, Christian, it's funny you bring up bootleg parts because my the first thing I'm going to segue directly into one of our little opening topics here. I decided that I really wanted a Python Patrol stun, but that. I really didn't want it to have all those yellow parts on it. Because when I was a kid, I never had any Python Patrol. I think it came along after. Uh, it, it was, what, 87 or 88? It was, it, it was either... It was the, later in the line, yeah. Yeah, it was the year I stopped or shortly thereafter. So I just never got into it. And, and even as an adult collector, going back and looking at things, uh, while I love the Python Patrol camo, I'm not crazy about a lot of the color combinations on the figures and on the vehicles themselves that yellow just never did it for me so i decided what i wanted to do was find the main parts of a stun and the rest of the parts just get them as cheap as i could so i I got a stun that had uh the body the pods uh, the wheel covers wheels like relatively complete but but missing the things that you guys have said and and just kind of casually looking around are tend to be missing the flags, um, the engine covers. And this one happened to have the little gun on the back, but that tends to be a missing part as well. Uh, And this one was also oddly enough, missing one of the seat gun mount deals. Or was it missing both of them? No, it was missing both of them. It didn't have the seat and gun mounts, but it had everything else uh, except for the flags, the engine covers. Uh, so so I, I got it pretty cheap. And for the rest of it, because I was going to paint all of the yellow parts, it didn't matter if they were red or yellow from the original stun or the Python Patrol stun. So I just got them as cheap as I could and painted all of the yellow stuff, this gunmetal gray. Uh, because it's it's more subdued i just thought it would look really sharp with that python patrol camouflage and it ended up looking great uh now i was a huge fan of the original stun but you guys not so much well we never had it growing up but i will say that I've always found the vehicle fascinating. I always thought it would be a good frontline vehicle, um, but it's not anything I ever owned. I don't dislike it, actually. I agree with you, um, even with the original one, the black and the the red, the, the color combos are a little bit, mm, um, but that yellow especially was, was awful. <laughs> like, here's a target, please shoot me. I always shared the sentiments of uh, General Hawk when they first appear in the uh, miniseries where he's like, I don't know why they keep using these new stuns. They're not nearly as good as the old Hiss tanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the stun. Uh, I would love to see it in like blue and silver. Uh, that might well be the next project I take on. I think that could look very cool. But especially with, because for me, 
I used the stun as the vehicle for the Crimson Twins. You had the stun driver or the motor viper up in that top point, and then Tomax and Samot would be in the pods uh, in the front. So I, I just, but like I said, I wanted to see what this, I, I, I'd never seen a blue duck. <laughs> so, so I wanted to see a blue duck. Uh, That's quacktastic. <laughs> uh, so it was just, just a little project that, you know, took me a, a few weeks to get all the parts for, didn't have to spend a whole heck of a lot of money. And then uh, a day of spray painting because man, it's not a ton of parts, but there are a lot of little nooks and crannies. Wait. The gunmetal that you did was a spray paint? Yes. Not hand painted? No. Oh. I don't I don't have time for that hand painting <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> uh yeah, it's all all just spray paint. Um nice. And because did you just spray paint directly onto the yellow, or did you primer it first with a well a I white? used uh Krylon, it's a all-in-one, it, it's mm-hmm. a primer, spray paint. It's meant to sort of basically bond with the plastic. Uh, and if you, as long as you let it set for 24 hours, I've had a lot of luck. You know, I'm, I'm not. I think actually, it's called Krylon Fusion. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, I've used it on stuff in the past. And, you know, it's not like I'm swiveling the parts. It's not like I have to worry about it scraping off or anything like that. It's, I, it's done. It's going on the shelf. And, and that's, it just needs to look good. I would probably put clear coat or a sealant or, or, or whatever it yeah. is on it. If, if I intended to play with it a whole lot, but I don't, but, mm-hmm. but like I said, if you let it set for 24 hours, it's, it's pretty good to go. I've, I've got a few pieces I've done that have seen some motion and the, the paint doesn't seem to come off. And but, for our listeners, I just, I want to stress if you're going to do this, it is definitely the Krylon fusion because uh, some aerosol spray paints don't react with the type of plastic. Yeah, you've got to make that sure accessories that. are made in, and yeah, it can you... eat away at them. It can make them gummy. So to save your vehicle, please make sure you're getting Krylon Fusion. Yeah, make sure it's meant to work with plastic, whatever you get, because it, I mean it'll say. And this stuff, I mean, you can get the stuff at Walmart. It's not anything special. Yeah, uh, you just got to make sure you get the right stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was just a fun little project. I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, though, the the nooks and crannies, I had to turn those the the guns and the seats like eight different ways to get all of the little. I I, I would keep seeing little flashes of yellow. Like, how is this not covered yet? <laughs> uh, but anyway, just fun, and I, I encourage anybody. Uh, well, one, follow us uh, at Audible Interlude Podcast. You can see pictures of the stun, uh, and and Christian does projects with which with much more skill and uh effort than this that, that but... we'll, we'll repost <laughs> from uh from your instagram but uh tag us if, if you guys do any if your listeners if you do any custom stuff like that tag yeah, all the interlude. we'd love to see it and we'd love to share it uh all right so the the first little bullet point we've got here is super seven has officially announced something gi joe is coming uh the announcement is going to be 10 days from the this date of recording on july the 15th which it seems weird to me why would you not just do it on july 4th oh like yeah why what is that thursday yeah that's it's weird but but we don't know what it's going to be 
the most that we know at this point is Brian Flynn months ago posted a picture on his feed of unpainted feet that to me appeared to be Cobra commander feet. Uh, and I commented, nobody rocks stirrups like Cobra commander and Brian Flynn liked my comment. I've gone back and looked at that picture since they announced, yes, we do have something GIG. And these, these are either reaction figures as we've talked about on the show, but the picture cuts short just shy of the knees so there could potentially be knee joints it's they're just not in the picture i don't know i i very very strongly think we're probably going to get reaction figures i doubt o-ring figures are in the works from anybody yeah that's uh, that's my thought too is it's going to be reactions i o-ring i don't think and i don't think they're going to do any other sort of like ultimates line with GI Joe, especially especially with classified going right now, I don't think well, that Hasbro so, would so, license that. But here's why I think we will get both reaction and a very cartoon deco Ultimates line, because Hasbro also does the Power Rangers Lightning Collection, which is essentially yes, you know, classifieds um so Super 7, I thought we were just going to get Power Rangers reaction figures. Right. But they announced an Ultimates line, first wave. A lot of the figures have already been released in the Lightning Collection, which Hasbro owns the rights to. Hasbro owns the rights to G.I. Joe. So I'm well, thinking... Does Hasbro own... Uh... Uh, Power Rangers outright, or is that still they held? They bought nope. it. They, they bought, bought it. They Saban bought it entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And, so well, that's here's, why. Here's I the other think... thing to consider: Hasbro also owns Transformers and is currently releasing oh. in stores the Transformers Red series, and Super Seven is doing Transformers Ultimates. That is true. Yep. I mean, it, it, so, so there's so a relationship there way, with, with Hasbro. To put it that way, G.I. Joe Ultimates seem almost inevitable. But I don't I don't and want you to using but you using red as the example. Remember the Transformers that they're releasing, he has Brian has said in interviews, you know, they're they're wanting to put the figures out that will complement the red series that they know the red series will not get around. Sure to sure. doing but so this but they are doing optimus prime and Starscream oh sure in the because first you gotta wave, do which... your your big time sellers well and to yeah. look at it that way though you could say well super seven ultimate gi joe is going to be doing things the classified series won't be doing well if it's a sunbow line then that's something that classified series isn't going to be doing right exactly that's why i think it's going to be a hardcore cartoon deco oh, gosh I, look i want that so bad but at the same time I only Your have so much money. Hurt. <laughs> Look, I spent I've spent the last two days clearing out space in the Phantom Zone for two new sets of twenty four by forty eight shelving because I am out of space. This last weekend, uh, the family was out of town, so I was kind of left to my own devices, and I had made the decision: I have to pack up my Marvel Legends. I can't do it anymore. I don't have the space. I'm not spending $23 a piece on these things now because as much as I've loved collecting the line, 
if it comes down to making choices, GI Joe wins over that. Uh, as does NECA, as does uh, Ninja Turtles, other stuff I collect. And then I finally got to the point where I was like, I don't want to pack it up. I want to keep it out. So I've got to figure something else out. So I tore a bunch of stuff down and <laughs> new shelves will be here tomorrow. Um, so if, I mean, if Super 7 is doing Ultimate Sunbow, I, I'm in as much as it kills me. Uh, I, I got, because I can't, how can you say no to that? Yeah. Well, I, I hate it though that they've gone up to 55 now. Well, the Silverhawks are fifty-five. They, they are. But the second wave of Disney Ultimates. Well, maybe it's because those are actually slightly smaller figures. Well, and also they were still was, in the forty-five. Yeah, but that 50. went up. That was before what I perceived as the price jump, because the Ninja Turtles went up to fifty-five. Did they? Mm. Um, I don't know what the Power Rangers are because I, I had no interest in those. Yeah, honestly, I mean, because most of them have been released in the Lightning Collection, the fact that they're releasing Zords in the ultimate size, um, you know, that won't transform. Yeah, it's a little I, weird. I was contemplating that just for display purposes, but then I was like, eh, I've got all of the Bandai ones, so why? But um, yeah. I just, Gay inflation, but yeah, well, right. and the yeah. oil oil prices in general yeah. right now. Exactly, well, oil prices, plastic. manufacturing, uh, all all of it. Everything is just getting more expensive. So if you're bozos like us who love these little plastic things, just get ready to sacrifice somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so we will absolutely keep everyone posted on that. I mean, every GI Joe news forum in the world i'm sure on july 15th we'll be spreading this stuff and we'll be doing it right along with them at audible interlude podcast <laughs> on instagram uh all right i got a little bit of follow-up from yojo june which we covered last episode because that just happened to work out really nicely for us uh but i do want to follow up and say that breaker and barbecue went up for pre-order on july uh, july june 17th Lasted about 14 minutes on Pulse, which is a record for Pulse for, for something like that. Target barbecue is still available. <laughs> and Breaker and the Ram came in and out of stock regularly for a couple of days. Uh, yeah, I was able to pre I was able to pre-order the uh the the Ram and Breaker a few hours because I was actually driving when it all went live and I got to where I was going. And I was like, oh, let me see if it's still available on the website. And sure enough, it was. So I ordered one off of Target. And I, I, this this to me is fantastic. It's a great sign for the future of the line. Uh, and and if, you, if you missed Breaker and the Ram, that's on you, pal. <laughs> because it was readily available. Uh, and it also makes me very hopeful for the reissues of Wave 1 of Cobra Island, which I have not mm -hmm. seen yet, but I have seen that people have been finding. I haven't seen the reissues. I have seen Major Bloods uh, on more than one occasion, and I picked one up, um, but I haven't seen any of the original Wave ones. They may, it may. I, I was thinking that would take a little bit longer because they weren't yeah. currently distributing those, like they were the Major Bloods at the time when they made that announcement. But yeah, I think we'll be seeing it soon. I'm seeing more classified in general whenever I go into a Walmart or Target. Yeah, I was out today. Yeah. Um, everywhere I went today had a couple of Cobra Commanders. Uh, <laughs> well, everywhere I've gone has had like six Cobra Commanders and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I started it's funny because he's number six again. in the line. Yeah, oh, I've fangs, seen yeah. fangs. Uh, his tanks seem to be gone. I never saw him go on clearance, but they're gone. So somebody somebody got him. <laughs> uh, but it's weird to me that the awe striker didn't stick around like the his tank did. It seemed like it because I, I would have if I'd had to bet money, I would have thought the his tank mm-hmm. would be the one that would be harder to find first. Uh, but whatever the case, uh, same same with those. If you missed them, that's on you, pal. Yep, <laughs> they were around for for long enough. As a matter of fact, I've still I just <laughs> in destroying half of the Phantom Zone to make room. I ended up moving around a lot of box stuff that I still had, and I found the his tank that I bought with the intention of painting it up and customizing it. And I st- I had completely forgotten I did that. So. That's my next uh, my next little project is going to be painting that thing up. So the first retro uh, toy I've seen in uh, probably since like January, February, I saw a snake eyes warming a peg at a Walmart oh, wow. not so long ago. And I have not seen any. I have not seen the stalker or the, uh, <clears throat> no, the trooper I yet. Uh, I've seen pegs of Lady J, like an entire peg of like six or eight Lady J's. Wow. Uh, but I have not seen anything else recently uh and i definitely want that stalker uh the cobra trooper i need to see in person um i'm not i'm not a big fan of what i've seen online but a lot of times having something in hand it can look a little bit different you can get it a little more uh all right moving on so this one popped up one day and went up for pre-order the next day mezco adding to their 112 collective line threw up a picture of roadblock on right right at the end of june i think it was like the 28th maybe yeah because he went up for pre-order on the 30th and the initial picture it uh, the, the head looked phenomenal but i mean it's mezco it's of course it did uh but he had a big green flak vest on that i i liked the look of it but I was curious to see where they would go with it. Well, a couple of days later, he goes up for pre-order and he's got the camo tank top. Uh, the flak vest goes on top of that. He comes with the mod deuce. He comes with another gigantic piece of armament, tons and tons of stuff, lots of hands, three different heads. All look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this thing blew me away. What, w- what was your guys' reaction when you saw the final product? Even oh, yeah. better than Destro. Yeah, I I would agree with that. The yeah the 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 facial expressions, all three of them are so great. Yeah, it's to the point where I don't know I, I'm going to have trouble deciding because of course as soon as the pre order went up, I jumped on it. What was interesting though is that this was an open pre order similar to what Super Seven does with their ultimates. Now it only lasted a few days. I think it went through from uh, June thirtieth to July second. But it was just an open pre-order. I wish uh, more companies would do that. I, I that to me, and I understand people. Some people don't like that, uh, but I've said it before here and on the Needless Things podcast. Take my money and make sure I'll get that product whenever it comes out. I have no problem with that system, with that business mm-hmm. model, uh, and that's what I did here. I jumped on that thing, man, because it just looks fantastic, and. I know as an action figure collector, I would be kicking myself if I missed out on 
G.I. Joe figures that were the same quality as the other 112 figures that I've got. I just couldn't, I, I, it would be one of those things where I was just so mad at myself for, for not jumping in on them. So I, I did it. I had to do it. And I think this is going, this is going to be the ultimate G.I. Joe line, whatever the, the moniker may be that Super 7 uses or whatever. Uh, because Mezco is so good at finding, just the right combination of elements for each character to release what, what is truly the ultimate version. They've done mm-hmm. that so many times uh, with, they've done it with Batman. They've done it with Deathstroke. Uh, they've done it with Wolverine, Captain America. Like they, they take from the movies, from the comics, from cartoons, like little bits and pieces from everywhere and just roll them up into, Oh, this is the perfect version of this character. An amalgamation, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so I'm stoked on that one. I, I can't wait. And and I have to wait because it doesn't come out for another year, but that's okay. I that's like this know. this might be the ultimate G.I. Joe line eventually, but it's gonna take you, you know, a decade or so to collect, right. to, to collect <laughs> the first wave. Decent presence. Well, honestly, though, that's one of the things that appeals to me about it, is it because it was about three months ago that they really or uh, put destro up for pre-order which lends credence to the the idea that they're going to be doing them pretty much quarterly about four year and you know what that's appealing to me too yeah and me it's podcast years. security uh, yeah, that right. it takes that long yeah <laughs> uh all right next up i just wanted to touch on well real quick i i didn't put this in the notes so i apologize you guys but uh marauder task force has i believe they've launched their vietnam kickstarter i think it's underway now it's not anything i'm i just can't if if i wasn't collecting anything at all right now i might go take a look at it but i cannot get into that at this point in my life but the things that i've seen look very very cool uh if if vietnam is is one of your time periods that you're into you know they're going to make some great stuff have you guys looked at this at all? I'm actually just looking at it right now. Um, I and I had seen this before. Uh, let's see. Make sure that I'm looking at the right thing. Yeah, I had not heard of it actually. I'm quite surprised with this. Oh, this I've been this buying is... from them. This is the big thing. I'll send you guys the link just to be sure there you, we go. you're looking at the same thing I'm looking okay. at. Um, okay. This is one of the most, and for, for people who collect military toys, I've gotten the impression mm. that this is one of the most anticipated things uh, that, that has been coming up. People wow. are very excited for this. And I mean, we've, you know, at this point, Christian, you and I both have Marauder products. We know the quality. You know what you're getting into? You know they're going to deliver. Yeah. And just um, looking at the accessories that these figures are coming with uh, is going to open up a whole lot more potential. 118th scale cigarettes. I know that, that's wild, right? Wow. That is absolutely. I can't imagine how small that's going to well, be. But the crazy thing about it is, you can look at at the accessories and see it's got the M1 helmet with the strap. So you're going to be able to put the cigarettes in the strap on the helmet. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's really, really incredible detail, which is what these guys do. Yeah, uh, wow. And I, I don't even feel the need to wish this project the best because it's where, where, where is it at? It's more than tripled its its goal. But like yeah. I was just looking at the math there, so it's up to uh two hundred and twenty four thousand four hundred ninety dollars with five hundred and twenty two backers which means the average backer is spending four hundred and thirty dollars pledging well, to that thing that's wow. what i see is people are just going all in on this yeah. like it's it's not even like oh i want a couple of the figures people are just going all in and and you know what good for them because marauder is a brand now it's it's we you know you can trust them you know they're reliable you know they're going to deliver so this is awesome. Good for them. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, so I want. I wanted to. We, we had to touch on that because, of course, we do cover GI Joe adjacent things on the show. Yeah. Uh, which brings me to Action Force. Um, we're starting to see more product from Bobby Valla. He's been showing some uh, some packaging. Uh, at Joe Fest, which Noel, you were you were there for a little bit for a cup of coffee. Yeah, you stopped yeah. by en- enough time to, you know, make a quick sprint through the dealer hall. And uh, so he was there with a really cool alternate Sergeant Slaughter. It's weird. I couldn't I couldn't find a really great resource for images of what was shown. There was a YouTube video, but I don't I don't have time for that in my life. Uh, I couldn't find a really good resource for everything that was shown from Action Force at Joe Fest, but stuff is coming in. We're we're getting close to having the figures in hand, and I I've got a number of figures pre. I've got the Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, I've got a some kind of urban guy that I was going to turn into Firefly, uh, which I'm glad I did because it turns out Hasbro's Firefly is not my favorite figure in the world. Uh, I've got five or six figures, I think, pre-ordered and a couple of accessory packs as well. Uh, and I think before the end of the summer, I'll probably have that stuff in hand. So that's great. I'm excited about that. Uh, did you guys see anything specific about Action Force over over the last few weeks? No, I have nothing. to admit that I kind of ignore the news on on that one based off of the some of the fandom yeah uh, yeah I, I can understand that it, it's you know i i really the product looks so good that i really wish everyone would just stand behind how good the product looks and and that's all i'll say uh all right well we'll move on now to the last thing and something i'm really excited about because you guys know i've been waiting for this eagle force fresh monkey fiction The Eagle Force Classics Kickstarter is happening sometime soon. They haven't nailed down a date yet, but they are starting to show figures that are going to be available as part of the campaign. And I, what I wanted, because Eagle Force stuff is out there now. You can go to Big Bad Toy Store and order your Eagle Force figures. Not everything, but you can get your hands on these figures. Uh, I've got the Larry Hama figure that came from the same guys that created these and it's awesome uh but i wanted if if i'm getting modern eagle force figures what i want is updates of those classic figures so these gold versions are what i wanted in the first place now you guys having looked at this stuff 
How do you feel about that? Do you prefer the Eagle Force, the regular version stuff that they've already done the Kickstarter for and that stuff has started showing up in people's hands? Or do you like that they're doing these gold versions that are basically updates of those original figures? I really like the gold versions. I like the fact that they kind of have like kind of a uniform feel to them all. So they look like, you know, kind of reminds me of the original 13 Joes where you've got several guys who all have different MOSs and they all look somewhat similar, but they've, you know, they've got slightly different tweaks, their universe uniforms. Well, that's what makes this line special to me is that the, cause with, without the gold, they're just more military figures, right? With the gold, that's Eagle force. That's their thing. And that's why I'm glad both options were. Yes. Yes. We're were out there because not everybody is going to dig the gold. Right. Like I, I look at the, um, the gold and, and I appreciate it for what it is. Maybe it's just the, the rendering photos, but I'm getting vibes of the um, prototype of the gold Superman from super friends. And I just keep thinking (laughs) gold plastic doesn't, uh, it can get brittle. It can get sticky like i, I just think of all the problems associated with gold plastic it so looks I like think... paint application though to me i don't think it's actually molded in gold i could be wrong let's hope because uh, well plastic what... that's soft i don't think they're going to mold in that gold whatever whatever the case yeah because this won't be abs plastic so no. you're not going to have the issues of of uh the flaking or anything like that and whatever the case is, these guys have made a few figures now. They've learned a lot. They know how to, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have released uh, on Instagram, if you follow Fresh Monkey Fiction on Instagram, and, and I recommend you do, they've released uh, four of the figures that are going to be part of this Kickstarter. And every single one of them I love. Uh, the first one was El Toro, uh, designed by uh, Mexican-American toy designer and Eagle Force fan, Joe Amaro, who has done a lot for Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Uh, And this figure looks awesome. He's Latin American. He comes with a golden sombrero, which (laughs) if you don't need a guy in a gold uniform with a golden sombrero and crossed gun belts on his chest, I don't know why you're even collecting toys. <laughs> uh, looks great and tons of options. He's got gloved hands, ungloved hands. He's got an alternate head. Uh, he's got uh, the crossed ammo belts, but also a more tactical look. Uh, I, I think it looks awesome. He, he looks really, really cool. Big Bro, the combat medic, which is one of the figures from the original line, I believe. Uh, not doesn't really come with a whole lot of accessories that say medic. No, no, I, I was I was like he looks like an update to, update the stalker to me, like a you know, like a gold stalker. But I was like, wait, well, stalker wasn't a medic. Maybe you put that other head on him. Now he's doc. Well, and he's, <laughs> the, he's the got... shotgun makes amputations very easy. <laughs> there you go. We've all seen RoboCop. We know how he loses his hand. You just blow mm-hmm. it right off. Why? Why waste time with a saw? Exactly. You can just shoot that thing off. Uh, but Big Bro looks cool. He's got. Uh, glasses in a beret on one head and then uh, noel you've got a good point the other head looks very doc like yeah uh but he's i like him and he's got a different design he's got a golden t-shirt rather than a golden button-up uh military blouse 
looks great. This next one, though, very interesting to me. The 13 Ghosts, which basically is the Crazy 88s, but different, sort of. With it, It's a guy in a suit with a bunch of ninja weapons, a couple of different masked heads, uh, cool-looking portraits. So the idea here is clearly you need 13 of these. Mm-hmm. And they are going to be the because uh, it's based off of Savitar, which is one of the figures from the original line. But these are clearly meant to be like troops, these assassin guys in suits. I love it. I think it's a great idea. Uh, and then finally, the last one we've got. You guys were collecting comic books in the 1980s, correct? Of course. Yes. And you remember the ad for the legendary film Megaforce. <laughs> if this guy, do you see what I'm talking about? Yes. 100%. This, this guy is the Megaforce guy. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy him now just for right? that reason. Right? That's 100% what this is supposed to be. And he's got an alternate head. He's got a beret. He's got. He actually seems to have the most variation. Well, no, 13... The 13 ghosts have the most variation in accessories, but he's got the Megaforce head, the blonde hair head, and a helmet head. He's got the beret. Uh, this, Headband. I mean, look, all four of these figures get me really excited. Mm-hmm. These are four, yes, three of them are just dudes in gold, but they're exciting designs that I can recognize their influences, and I want these on my toy shelf. I just do. I, I, these, I was already excited about this, but now seeing these designs, I'm even more excited. And it seems crazy to me that I would even consider going all in on a Kickstarter. But I mean, depending on what else they show, I, I might just need this whole collection. But because as far as I'm concerned, these four figures are nailing it. And again, Fresh Monkey Fiction, it took them a long period of time because there were all kinds of hassles and problems, but they eventually delivered their product. They're, they are now a proven company. Uh, and they've got a partnership now with Big Bad Toy Store where they're offering the Eagle Force Returns figures. Uh, I believe quarterly, they're going to be five or six figures that you can get directly from BigBadToyStore.com. So rather than doing another Kickstarter for those, they've partnered up with my favorite toy retailer on the internet. Smart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm stoked about this. I'm excited. And and for the listeners, again, follow Fresh Monkey Fiction on Instagram and take a look at the freaking Megaforce figure that they're doing. <laughs> that I'm sure they would deny. No, no. That's not a Megaforce. No inspiration whatsoever. No, no, None. not at all. It's just a guy who happens to have a, a, a computer panel on his chest. <laughs> look exactly like that comic book ad that everybody our age remembers. <laughs> that was actually one of my favorite VHSs that was ever bought for me. So oh, I love that freaking movie. I mean, we didn't even get into the movie because the just the comic book ad itself is so legendary. Exactly. Even if you haven't seen the movie, but then the movie is this whole other level. I think there's all- there's the 90% that has seen that comic ad and then the two percent that actually ever saw <laughs> that the movie. actually saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well awesome have you guys got any other sort of uh news or notes before we move on to the next segment well, i had uh i had mentioned it to you a few weeks back they 
these were just found in stores without any news ahead of time but uh, there's a company called forever clever that's licensing gi joe creative bricks which are a presumably lego compatible uh brick knockoff sure as somebody who is a giant lego collector and someone who is a, a purist i will consider bringing these in my home but not in this room because I don't want them. I don't want them to breathe the same air as my actual Lego bricks. If I find an off brand Lego brick in my, in my collection, I like extract it and it goes immediately into the garbage. I don't even donate it because I don't want it. I don't want it to wind up in somebody else's hands. So you, uh, for, for the listeners now, this was years ago. I can only imagine what your situation is now. Um, years ago, I went to Noel's home and he had this incredible, custom-made lego city but then in the closet of that room he had a dozen maybe 20 bins of lego bricks sorted by color oh it wasn't it's not just by color it's a it is a very complex sorting (laughs) system and it's it, it occupies like three walls in the room i'm in right now so um but yeah it's it i've i've been a collector all my life pretty much with lego but i really started again like as a full-fledged afol adult fan of lego back in like 2007 so i i've I've amassed quite a bit but i am very particular about like i don't i don't use any off brands i don't do any custom parts and so something like this this is a novelty i might bring it into my home but like i said it'll be it'll be stationed somewhere else so i i remember back in the day you not liking the when lego started doing licensed stuff because they were creating bricks that were specific shapes like like this brick is the front of a tie fighter because that's the only way to achieve the front of a tie fighter like you were resistant to that initially i may have been a little resistant to it at first i actually have i've completely 180 on that because i i you can you can find a use for it somewhere else, and the, the entire well, and it's, idea it's what is being Lego clever. Alive. Well, that's true, yeah. But the, the entire idea of Lego is you you find creative uses for things. I'm always looking for uh, NPUs or new part usages. Uh, <laughs> this is all well, Lego nerd stuff. Every, every I feel piece. like like post podcast, you and I are going to have to have a Lego Masters conversation because <laughs> I'm hoping you're watching. Well, I am, I am, and I'd forgotten there wasn't an episode last week, and I was disappointed when I went to go. Uh, yeah to go watch it i was like that's what i was getting ready to say is we'll uh everybody stay tuned to the needless things podcast because we'll have to do a a deep dive lego (laughs) episode (laughs) oh uh, i'm down for that but anyway um the these forever clever bricks um you know they're they're very small and they're very inexpensive you can get uh what are 45 piece sets there's a fang and there's a there's a ferret um a couple of other small ones like that and they're only 3.99 so i mean that's and they come with a minifigure too yeah yeah and they yeah. come with a, little, with a little minifigure um they've got some larger sets like the sky striker um there's a snow cat um there's a little well those the there's the snake eyes ninja cycle which is of course promoting the the snake eyes movie sure um there's there's a few things that are not quite like a vamp there's a jeep there's also like a hiss tank and a night raven and a rattler and none of these really look like the vehicles they're based on (laughs) they're kind of squint in a darkened room and 
you might actually be able to identify what it is. Some they are better look like than the, the others. TV versions. Well, and some of them are better than others. Like I think the Hiss tank looks pretty good. The Night Raven is like an F fifteen. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's neat. And again, it's I, I'm always happy to see more product out there yeah absolutely i mean that's our bottom line always is more gi joe on the shelves is a good thing no it's unusual because i mean they've done creo and before that they did built to rule with gi joe neither one of them were very good yeah Um, i don't don't feel like those took off mm -mm. so i think hasbro probably got to the point where they were like you know what let's just license uh construction sets off to somebody else yeah and i think that these guys did a better job of recreating the vehicles and a lot of the stuff that they did with creo and at a much lower price point i and i don't expect the, the plastic to be very high quality i think the creo plastic was probably higher quality because it was sure. actually abs sure um very similar and in, in uh, very similar to lego as far as quality went but this is probably more mega block weight a little lighter a little more brittle but you know it's not something you're probably going to be playing you know, like taking apart and putting together you gotta put it on your shelf and that's yeah these good. these are going to be yeah. put together and put on the shelf that it's it's not going to be like lego where people collect the pieces and are making these massive alternate constructions you know it's it's it, this is different which is fine and the the minifigures i mean there's they obviously are just different enough yeah, to Lego yeah. minifigures, but they are closer to Lego minifigures than the Creos ever were. Right. They've got they've got the similar articulation where they've got the five points and then the the wrists. Yeah. I, I don't know if those wrists turn or not, but the but the the shape of the head, the shape of the figures are very similar to the Lego minifigures. Um almost a little too close to the to the point where i'm surprised that there hasn't been legal action taken there may have been for all i know well which is interesting because you'd almost think in this day and age they would have gone the mega blocks route and tried to make really nicely little sculpted figures but when you go this minifigure route that's that's a cost saver because snake eyes and storm shadow and destro are all exactly the same from the neck down and it also it's also meeting a certain uh, a certain demand because there are tons of Lego minifigure customizers that yes. do GI Joe stuff, yes. mm-hmm. and these are you don't have to get uh, you don't have to go spend forty dollars for a little one and three quarter inch tall Lego minifigure that someone right. customized. You can actually buy a four dollar set and get your Snake Eyes or get your Storm Shadow. Well, I think that's uh, everything we've got for news this month. Uh, it is time to move on now to a segment that we've been waiting a couple months to do. We're going to knock you, it out this time. Did you want to do your what we'd like to see in the, the Mezco line that you'd mentioned? Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's try and book uh, before we move on. Uh, between the three of us, let's try and book the next four figures. So it'd be a year's worth of figures. Uh, Noel, since you brought it up, I would imagine you've got something in mind. What would you like to see? Uh, well, I was thinking you got to do a Cobra Commander in this line. Sure. And what I would love to see, because we're 
doing, you know, multiple heads and lots of accessories. You're going to have your standard battle mask Cobra Commander. You're going to have your hooded head. And for the third head, what I wanted to see is you could do the battle armor, but then you have to do like a whole bunch of parts to put on the body too. But I was thinking you do the half snake, half man head from G.I. Joe the movie. Or because these are kind of taking liberties, you do something that pays tribute to that without actually doing it exactly like the, uh, the, the, the movie figure would look like. That is close enough to the Destro with teeth that, yeah, right? that I, I am on board with Once a Man. I, I'm torn because my my guy is Firefly. He's the one I always want to see in every line. But if Mezco does a Firefly, I don't know. It, it's going to be awesome. It's going to have tons of accessories. It's going to have his classic backpack, but I don't know how I'll buy it. But how exciting is that really to talk about? So what... I would really like to see and something that I think we could get some interesting variety from. I would like to see a Crimson Guard trooper, but he would include, you know, obviously the standard Crimson Guard helmet. He would include the the Fred head, but also include the parts to be a Crimson Guard immortal. Because that could basically be a different helmet, a chest piece, and then whatever kinds of weapons you wanted to throw in the original CG rifle, uh, the immortal. Like, I think that could be a very cool, interesting figure um, with multiple options. Because that is that is an important part of what Mezco does is is having multiple display options. Christian, do you have uh, anything for this one? I do, and uh, it's cliche and expected and sort of falls into the same problem that your Firefly does, but obviously uh, it would be Shipwreck that would get me into the Mezco line. Not, and I kept thinking about like the alternate head situation and I think that you would have a standard cocky, smirky shipwreck head. Then you would have one based off of, you know, the the angry yelling uh, artwork from the original package. So just those two heads. Then give me a closed wing poly, much like the first version that came with him but also give me an open-winged Polly that came with um, some of the later anniversary figures because I think that's a better look for Polly. Um, and weapon-wise, I mean, you've got the shotgun, you've got the anchor whip. So I was thinking you could go ahead and toss in the pieces to give him the spy troops Cobra commander <laughs> look. So give him nice. the, wow. the black hood yeah. and a couple of the, the black 
chess piece to go over his his outfit and arms and now you're already it gives you another cobra commander option and it gives you some play value let me give you an alternate to that so i think that we could get a classic shipwreck and a modern shipwreck in one figure uh and we could either do it popeye style where the default shipwreck is classic shipwreck real american hero uh the heads that you mentioned uh, smirking head just default normal head yelling head get three heads but you get the sailor hat and the beanie yeah that's what i was gonna suggest is you you well, have one yeah, where the dixie know, cup is gone and the and the yeah the little and, and originally i was thinking that you could in order to make him be like, so you could display him without the hat to do a, a, the hat as a separate piece um, that, you know, hundred percent Mezco would do that. Um, but we've got two options here. We can go the Popeye route and either give him a pea coat that can mm. go over and make him look a little bit more modern. Uh, or we can have the old school, sailor shirt comes off and he's got a turtleneck that you put on him and even with the boots i think it would be possible to have sort of the bell-bottom sailor jeans but also have boot tops that could go over the bottoms of the jeans hmm. to give him a little more modern look there's probably a way to do that and yeah. this would be my guilty pleasure because obviously he's never been portrayed in G.I. Joe this way, but it's how I always envision Shipwreck. He needs to come with many bottles of booze. Like he needs <laughs> his rum and his whiskey <laughs> for those nights with CoverGirl. What What if he came with some kind of like uh, Yojo Cola steamer trunk? <laughs> that, yeah. Or, or like uh, Davy Jones Locker. Or something along those lines. <laughs> that could be fun. Uh, all right. So one more for a year of 112 GI Joes. Uh, okay. This is another one that I think we can get a couple of looks out, out of very successfully. Dr. Mindbender. Because it would be very, very easy to have his classic look with the cape and the chest harness mm -hmm. and everything, but also include a lab coat. And he comes with uh, just all kinds of weird science fiction torture device things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's an easy one to, to satisfy modern and classic fans. Uh, and imagine the head sculpts. The Mezco is going to give us like the diabolical laughter sculpt, the big mustache that's probably not even just going to sit on his face. Like it's probably going to be out, like sculpted in a 3D way out from his face. <laughs> the monocle is going to be a little clear piece of plastic that sits right there. Like the, the cape would be a nice soft goods piece. With a wire in it, so you yeah. can close it. Uh, and then the lab coat would be like the old 
dentist like button up the side high collar lab coat yep yeah that'd be fantastic maybe some real chains uh to go around the neck and like down his suspenders yeah oh yeah yeah, absolutely absolutely so there you go there's uh there's our fantasy four that uh probably has no bearing on reality but that's okay (laughs) we'd like to have fun two two joes two cobras it works out so it's a good rounded year yeah absolutely all right well it is time then to move on to our next segment So we kicked off this podcast with episode zero, where we took a look at G.I. Joe.hasbro.com, which I think at the time was just G.I. Joe.com, and just kind of looked across the website to see what potential plans we thought Hasbro might have for the future of the G.I. Joe license. Uh, Now, the website has changed very little. But we have a lot of action figures from the G.I. Joe classified line. So what I wanted to do was go back to the website, take a look at who's been produced, who has not been produced, and just sort of give our thoughts on the other characters up here. Now, Hasbro has supposedly, this is not confirmed, uh, but supposedly Hasbro has said that these character profiles don't really mean anything uh, and and don't have any bearing on the actual classified series or the retro line that they're just characters that they picked out of a hat to throw up on a website. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much I believe that. I don't believe the hat part. I think that they did select these characters for particular reasons, but it, it, I mean, it would, uh, they're, they're obviously not going directly because there have been figures that have been released that are not even featured on the page. Right. Uh, so we're just going to take a look. We're going to, we're going to kind of refresh on GI Joe and, and see where we're at. Uh, and on the GI Joe meet the characters page, first one up barbecue uh, still available for pre-order on target.com and a very faithful to the real American hero version uh, so we've we've got him. He's done. He's on the way. But next up is Chuckles. Uh, the rendition here that they've chosen, maybe not my favorite, little young looking. The Owen uh, Wilson I, looking Chuckles. Yeah, yeah. Which which now that you've said that, Chuckles. <laughs> well, yeah, guys, after, come on. Wow. Especially wow. after watching Loki. But uh, as much as I grew sort of disenchanted with what idw did with gi joe that series that featured chuckles was incredible yep Mm -hmm. uh and i would like to see sort of the 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 worn out wizened tired of everything chuckles that we saw in that version of the comic but i do think if they're going to do a classified chuckles he has to have the hawaiian shirt he oh for sure he the Chuckles is a character that I think is in a weird way less open to interpretation than some other characters because that Hawaiian shirt is essential. You, you put can't him in any that. other outfit, he's 
just a blonde just guy. some blonde dude right yeah right uh but i would definitely be into chuckles as as a, a figure i would love to see deco wise what they did with the hawaiian shirt because i think you could get a really cool look out of it um i would also honestly like to see one that wasn't tucked <clears throat> into his pants uh because i think it would be easy enough to do a piece that was lower abdomen hung down over the top of the trousers um and had like a, a really cool actual Hawaiian shirt look. And then you have the shoulder shoulder holster on top of that. I'd, I'd be very interested to see how classified interpreted this character, but it would have to basically be similar to classic chuckles. If they threw out, you know, you guys aren't as invested in classified as I am. If they threw out a, sh- a picture of an updated, but classic, classified chuckles would would he be a temptation for you uh good probably would be although i am leaning towards cobra in my collection well those are the those are the more science fictiony designs those are the designs that are more easily updated to modern action figure standards i think so you know i get that it makes sense when they do breaker breaker looks awesome he looks like breaker but honestly as a figure how exciting is he yeah yeah, I got, I got I got it for the Ram. Oh but, yeah, I mean the Ram looks awesome. <laughs> I mean, granted, I have not, I have not bought any classified figures. But if you, if well, we all we all know e- who you're waiting for. Well, if <laughs> but if head swapping is simple, like you know, simple heat it up, pop it off, then chuckles. Even putting him in his classic hawaiian shirt outfit you've got you know cobra troopers blah 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 your your display potential becomes unlimited oh yeah yeah and head swapping swapping, very simple not only between classified series figures but i actually bought four of the cobra island cobra i can't ever remember if it's infantry or trooper Infantry is the mainline release. Trooper yes. is the Cobra Island. Is that right? I well, anyway, so. I got four of them. And rather than having four Cobra Troopers, I got three Marvel Legends heads and popped them on. So I have this little weird wild card quartet of Cobra Troopers. <laughs> uh, one of them has the head from the Marvel Legends bullseye, the unmasked head. Um with the Cobra helmet on it fit. The Cobra helmet fits on that head. Uh, One is, I think it's blade. I had an extra head from a blade figure and put that on the Cobra trooper body and they all just pop right on. Like it's great. Not, not every Marvel legends head works, but there are enough that I was able to create this diverse rank of Cobra Troopers, and I love it. I think it's great. And so you're right. With Chuckles, you'd be able to put that head on anything and have this really cool options for, for him in disguise, undercover. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also, once we get, you know, we've already got Flint, so you can pop that Flint head onto a Cobra body. Uh, once we get Mutton Junkyard, which I hope are in the works. I saw I saw someone's custom mutt, and I for a second thought it was a, a leaked photo, and I got really oh, excited. Oh, wow, really? No, it was just a custom. And that's the fun, is that they seem to have had 
an eye towards that sort of swappability and customization. Yeah. Uh, next up on the list, Cover Girl, somebody who I feel has been underserved in the modern toy world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we are due a great Cover Girl figure that represents the Cover Girl that we saw in the cartoons back in the day. Because we've we've never really gotten a great cover girl. Christian, you had to resort to trying to make one yeah. yourself. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, I, I have high hopes because the Baroness figure that they did looked great. She had long hair and she still had awesome head. You know, you her head was posable. Yeah. Um, so the the you know, the worst thing about the 25th anniversary cover girl is that hair sculpt that they gave her so i'm fine with long hair i'm fine with short hair just make her look good they could, <laughs> good. Yeah, they could do they could do two heads or even a hair piece that pops off oh and on man that would the, be there awesome you if they you had her be a classic short, short yeah yeah, red that hair very cool. yeah i absolutely yeah. would prefer the short hair version like the original but I also understand in all the media, she's always drawn with long hair. See, so. I want the long hair, but I want the option too. I love that. That's great. Uh, and you know what? It would be really cool if they would revisit Scarlet at some point and do the same thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. Next up is Doc. I am 100% in favor of the female Doc. I was going to say, I would like Carla. Yeah. Love yes. to have Carla Greer. I think that would be very cool. Uh I think you stick to a pretty classic design with Doc because Doc looks cool. Like yeah. Doc was mm-hmm. was one of the earlier uniform wise, one of the earlier unique looking figures that really stood out in your collection. Uh, but I think you do a really cool stretcher. Um, maybe it's something modern. Maybe it's like a hover stretcher or something. <laughs> but you you do the stretcher. You do the cool flare. The the an unnecessarily large flare gun uh gotta have the green glasses oh yeah but i think there's a lot of opportunity to make a really cool doc figure here i would like for him to come with the accessory with classified versions of the accessories that lifeline came with i think give him a plasma bag oh yeah some bandages Mm -hmm. to put on your figures and make I, i would rather see that than the giant flare gun well, and I'm, keep keep to the original intent where Doc is the pacifist. Yeah. Yep. Doc comes with no firearms. Uh, we got Duke. Jake Gyllenhaal Duke. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> You'll never um, unsee things that. Things I can't unsee Which now. is really weird because Gyllenhaal, as we all know, is a jarhead. That's right. <laughs> um, Dusty. Now this this art they have chosen for Dusty is certainly not my favorite. Mm-mm. No, and I'm not sure where that comes from. I don't know if that is an initial. That is um, from the like 2002 like GI Joe versus Cobra line. Ah, okay. Oh. Uh, I want. I think with Dusty, the only element that I 100% have to have is the helmet with the Panama Jack flap. And camo, that, he's got to have camo on his face. Have, but yeah, I want whatever the modern desert camo is, even if it's the digital stuff, that's mm-hmm. fine. <clears throat> but it's got to be the desert camo look. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and and you know if it's if it's more of a modern soldier type thing, that's fine. I don't need it to look exactly like the classic Dusty figure, but you do have to incorporate those elements. And I would like to have a removable helmet because we saw Dusty without the helmet in the cartoon. Yeah, and well, and you could swap out the beret too because the later yes, the SDV three right. has a beret. Yeah, he yeah, wears yeah. backwards, but it's a beret. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be very cool. I don't need sleeveless sweater vest, Dusty, necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now. I know, I know. Noel Noel is uh, amongst your many, many G.I. Joe cosplays. That's one of them. (laughs) That is one of them. Uh, We got Flint. We got Gung Ho. We need a different version of this Gung Ho. Now, I keep seeing references to a field Gung Ho, which the field versions are the repaints of uh, Scarlet roadblock. Who else did they do the repaints of? Do I think there's a Duke repaint. Uh, So I keep seeing references to a field version of gung ho, but I haven't seen it confirmed anywhere. I haven't seen any images, but the gung ho figure is, is badly in need of at least a repaint, if not a complete redo, because I I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this gung ho figure. I don't mind the proportions. I hate the tattoo and I hate the colors. I don't mind the head. The head's fine. The Chuck Liddell head. That's fine. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I want better colors on a classified gung ho. Uh, General Hawk. We definitely need a Hawk. We definitely need a Hawk. The real leader of the Joji. Okay. So, so, I, I don't think anybody would dispute, or at least amongst the three of us, I don't think anybody would dispute that Hawk's coolest look is the leather jacket with the helmet with the goggles on it. But what if in classified series, we got a Hawk that was in some kind of like modified command uniform? Uh, almost like a flight suit, but I, I'm trying to think of something different to do with Hawk because but the 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 later the later Hawk figure they had, I think he may have at that point in time been Tomahawk, where he has the um uh, the, the whatever the that hat. hat is called. Yes, yes the the narrow the narrow cap with the sunglasses on. Yes, that yeah, that's as an alternate what I'm thinking. Head would be really really nice. That's what I'm thinking of is not not the dress uniform necessarily, but just something something updated, uh, but with that the sunglasses and the peaked hat, just something a little different. Because I love this look. Don't get me wrong, and maybe we could do a combination of that look with the bomber which what's what's going on with the shoulders on this one it's rub like no i'm kidding it's weird is what it is but the bomber jacket not a jacket with like a flight suit look but with the sunglasses well and maybe you again you have the swappable parts where he's got hair with the peaked hat I know peak tat is not the right term, but I don't know what those hats are called. Side cap, garrison cap, uh, or flight cap. Well, there you go. Yes. Uh, But the whole hair comes off similar to Lady J, 
And then we have the helmet with the goggles that you can swap out, but he's got like a flight suit with the bomber jacket, something, something along those lines, something modern that calls back to both versions of, or I say both versions because I, I, I recognize the original Hawk figure and the 85, 86, 86. Yeah, 86, 86 was the V2. Um, you could even have you could even have a helmet with a visor as like an extra accessory for it if you wanted to capture the the original yeah, hawk look yeah. somehow, and maybe even have the yeah you could have the the jacket be removable and maybe he's wearing just a, a green sweater underneath that or something. I think that would be a tough call because you'd basically have to have swappable arms at that point. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I mean we need hawk. Hundred percent need Hawk. Yeah, even if even if I just get the V two Hawk uh, update, that would be that would be fine. Yeah, that would be very cool. I'd love to see it. Uh, Agent Helix, honestly, just a six inch version of that original figure is yeah. all I need. Yeah, I don't know. But if I see her, her being more. Soon. Yeah, I see her being more of like a convention exclusive. Really. Is. Well, I I look at this through public tinted sure. glasses, sure. and it's sort of the same as how I thought about Chuckles when I first saw Chuckles on the website. And I'm like, yeah, within the niche market of those of us who read the G.I. Joe comic, Chuckles became super popular to the average person. Do they know who this is? Well, they're going to know Chuckles before they even know Helix. So Helix would be one of those that I would be deathly afraid that would become the peg warmer. But I think Helix that... gets by on her looks. Mm. She has I such want a more cool, females in the line. She has for such a sure. cool, distinctive look. I think this is a figure you make because she looks awesome and is going to sell based on that not based on name recognition because we we're not at the end of the day we're still not the target audience for this toy line oh no so you want these cool looking like modern like with the the white hair with the black like the reverse rogue or whatever it is she has going on here uh she just has an awesome look uh, without even knowing, you know, the comics or anything, I, I think she's a unique-looking character. But even her uh, last figure, or not last figure, I don't know how many figures she's even had. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to tackle her in the uh, America's Elite segment at some point. Yeah, but uh, I think it might have been her first figure was a Toys R Us exclusive alongside the similarly covered uh colored barbecue um but anyway cool looking figure i would love to see helix <clears throat> next up jinx don't want, jinx. don't want this jinx i'll no. tell you that <laughs> but i also don't think we get red pajamas jinx no and it's i still every time i see a kiko in the snake eyes movie i'm i'm I still am asking myself, why didn't they just use Jinx in that movie? Right, right. I'm sure we'll find out when we watch that later on this month. Um, but yeah, I would love to see a classic looking, or even, I, you know, even without the, you don't need the 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 mask on 
necessarily. You could have it as an alternate head. Yeah, alternate but, head for sure. Yeah, the way she looked in G.I. Joe the movie would be fine. Yeah, I don't want an overdone ninja look like the red ninja mm-hmm. that's too much it's probably my least favorite figure from the classified series um but i i wouldn't mind if basically they do jinx by way of storm shadow like give her some cool wrapped wrists or a, a little you know give her a cool look but don't go full red ninja, but also not red pajamas. Like yeah. we need, uh, honestly, she's probably a very desired character that is more in need of some redesign than, than most. Yeah. Uh, Lady J we got I, one of my favorite figures from the whole series so far. Ripcord. I say, Base him off of the Marlon Wayne's ripcord. I would love to see that and make it completely modern, high altitude, low open, like whatever a halo jumper looks like in 2021, make it that. I don't, I, I don't, because ripcord at the time he was cool because he had the camo deco. He had the, the way that his parachute, arrangement was like that's what made him cool but we've seen such better designs since then i would love to see just a straight up like high-tech halo jumper but based on the marlon wayne's character that's just my personal opinion on that one i do not need him to be like redhead ripcord (laughs) i could take or leave a ripcord in really any fashion i yeah i I, I like the character airborne yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like I like the Ripcord character in Marvel Comics. I I thought Marlon Wayans' version was fine. He just isn't interesting looking to me, really. He's just you know a guy in a. Well, when you're when you're a kid, and when he came out, he was great because he had the mask with the tube that plugged in, and we know how I love tubes. That's right. <laughs> the tube that plugged into his his backpack gear, like that's what made him special. But subsequent lines and figures and releases have made him seem less impressive than he was at the time. So again, I think he's deserving of an update, and I think he's a character that could stand a little bit more tweaking than a lot of other characters. Uh, Roadblock, we've have we've we got, have we gotten a roadblock yet? I'm not sure. We've we got several several dozen roadblock figures. If you haven't found a, a flavor of roadblock that you enjoy, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Now, rock and roll, again, I don't want this rock and roll. No. Nobody no. wants this rock and roll, but... First of all, he doesn't even he's not even carrying a weapon in that picture with his bando that's like, full of machine gun bullets. Green Arrow after his year on the island <laughs> found a bandolier of bullets instead of now it's, it's, want, it's Edge coming if back you from want his to latest cast, retirement. If you want to cast Stephen Amell as rock and roll, go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm up for that. If you want to cast Adam Copeland as rock and roll, Billet, yeah. I'm up for that as well. That's fine. Uh I don't know, rock and roll, it's almost kind of a tough one because 
I don't want this, but I also don't necessarily want just a six inch version of the classic rock and roll. Well, you could do, do the ninety one version. Yeah. Yeah. With the hat. As long as he or doesn't it... come with those those guns. <laughs> those are bad. Well, you can hey, you can recycle the gun that you're using for your uh your roadblock because i mean if you're we know they're going to recycle parts as much as possible in right, this line. right so you can recycle that maybe even modify it just slightly so it's just a standard like m60 looking weapon but at least they're giving them machine guns and not whatever that thing that the first roadblock figure came with <laughs> i i think the the important aspects of rock and roll are the blonde hair the beard and the crossed ammo belts yeah like you have to get those beyond that uh i'd be interested to see just what they do and i'm i would even be fine with the tattoo deco on his arms but don't make it so muddy and tragic like what that artwork is let's oh yeah that's awful let's have it i don't know what that garbage is i'm actually sold that he has to have rock and roll on his knuckles Uh, yes i'm (laughs) done with that i'm (laughs) done with that 100 percent. absolutely um all right we got scarlet we've got a couple of different scarlets well we and we've got movie scarlet and like i said i wouldn't mind another scarlet that color wise represented the original a little better and maybe came mm-hmm. with two different hairstyles like the yeah. short hair and the ponytail hair that you could swap out i think it would be very cool i'd like to see that uh sci-fi who we have already seen in operation blackout and i love that design because sci-fi due to the very nature of the character should look as like cutting edge technology as possible but maintain that neon green and that silver i want that give me that and that's what operation blackout did and he's got his like uh he's got like a drone or or some thing that he uses uh it's it's not this image that's on the website which is bizarre to me that they have the art from operation blackout and they don't post it on the website here which they but, uh, well they I don't think they've updated unless they've released a classified unless they've released a classified figure. I think some of these have been updated with the with the art from those like the Lady J, yeah, uh, yeah, and the Flint. But other than the ones that have actually gotten classified figures, I don't think they've updated the artwork for any of these characters. No, I think I think you're right. Uh, but I, I I sci-fi is one of my I'm not gonna say one of my favorites, but one that I really really love and one that I want to see in the classified line. Because After the great I, job that they did on barbecue, I I feel like he is coming up soon. Yes. And I, I he so. is one along with your argument about well not your argument, your your point about Helix, he is going to stick out when he is on the page. Looks, looks alone, sci-fi is gonna look cool. Uh, snake eyes. Uh, we we might have gotten a couple of snake eyes figures. Yeah, just just a, just a few. A few. Uh, stalker. How Gotta be in this line. Not hit stalker yet, but I want. Uh, I want the all over camo, mm-hmm. the beret. I don't want dreadlock stalker. No. Uh, I want a more traditional one. I want him he, to have a backpack finally. 
Give that man a backpack <laughs> for the love of Joe. <laughs> Please. He needs somewhere to keep his stuff. You mean you don't think he'll be a deluxe figure with, with his kayak? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Dude, you just sold me. Give us. Yes, I would love to see sort of a standard release stalker. But, dude, give us a deluxe $40 stalker with olive drab with the white coat <laughs> and the kayak. I'm into that. Give me that first. Do like they did <laughs> Storm Shadow, which how bizarre is it that we still don't have a standard Storm Shadow? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, we got movie line Storm Shadow, and that's as close as we've gotten thus far. Right weird but yes i'm i am totally into into classified stalker with a kayak let's do that first <laughs> i'm all about it uh wild bill which bizarre choice for this yeah like, like a vehicle driver the, for a vehicle we're not getting in a classified well, line. <laughs> also out of all the pilots wild bill yeah, well, I mean, he's one of the more iconic yeah. characters. I guess. I, I yeah. think he's probably, on the Joe team, the most iconic. Yeah, you're probably because right. Because he was all over the cartoon. We got, we yeah. got CoverGirl as well, of course. Yeah. He's also a vehicle driver. So not um, the only one on this on this page. I think Wild Bill... Honestly, basically, you you get the original figure but just modern up mm -hmm. possibly the same buck as general hawk with the flight suit but instead he has the vest on top he's got the gun belts he's got the hat he's got the sunglasses like you just make him look like a cowboy guy I would so i got it because we're not getting a we're not getting a dragonfly. It's not going to happen. No, no, no. It's absolutely but not going to happen. You remember the little GI Joe battle packs that were like the little wind up things that they could like. There was a, there was the one that went across. Do we give the him line. a helicopter? Oh we give him the helicopter battle <laughs> battle pack. <laughs> uh, okay, if we're okay, if we're doing that, forget Wild Bill, and let's do Matt Tracker. <laughs> oh no no yeah. no 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 if no we're no, no. doing the helicopter backpack because that's what the 25th anniversary line did for sure i want a mask redo i don't want a mask redo at a six inch scale because i need vehicles i'm gonna break some hearts right now i'm gonna do it and i'm sorry but it has to happen a mask redo is never happening never because there is no way Obviously not at not at twelfth scale, but even at one eighteenth scale, do you know how much even the lousy what is Matt Tracker's car, the Thunder yeah. Thunderbolt Thunderhawk, Thunderhawk Thunder whatever Hawk. it is. Even Matt Tracker's stupid car that you open the doors and it turns into a plane, that would be like two hundred freaking dollars at one eighteenth scale. Oh one eighteenth scale. Yeah. I don't know. That that might be a little high. Okay, it would be at least. It'd still be a hundred dollar because when because you, if you look when at you Star look Wars, at the Tie Fighter, the vintage Tie Fighter, right, is a hundred bucks. Star yeah. Wars Vintage Collection 
Well, the the vintage collection Tie Fighter was eighty dollars. The hover tank was eighty dollars. Mm. So for something that actually has moving parts like that Thunderhawk does, at least a hundred bucks just for that and Matt Tracker. But then, what do you want? The Rhino? Do you want? You're not going to get Boulder Boulder, Boulder Hill. Hill. You're not. Well, you're not like, getting playsets and anything. There, there is no modern mask line happening because the cost will never work. I'm sorry to everybody listening. It's not happening. So much for that shared universe. Yeah, it's it's not. The only way a mask line is happening is if they do it with little teeny tiny itty bitty like micro machine sized figures and the vehicles are you know Listen, do it out of scale give me give me figures with cool masks and then give me vehicles whether they fit in the vehicles no, or not but vehicles no, for display absolutely I, not. hey for <laughs> no. me for me i'm okay no, I, in all my terrible. years in all my years on this earth i have never gotten gotcha man figures in scale with gotcha man vehicles well, okay. I'm that's good with true. this. I feel like that's slightly different. <laughs> I might be wrong. <laughs> but mask is not happening. All right, you guys. I think what we're going to have to do is say that we've taken a look at the G.I. Joe portion of the website. Next month, we will take a look at the Cobra portion of the website because now we have to move on to our next segment welcome to missing in action where we highlight a character that well, just was missing from our original G.I. Joe childhood memories, uh, at least in f- action figure form. Uh, for my pick this month, which was, I guess, initially planned for several months back, but uh, right. we're finally getting around to doing it. <laughs> hey, we got a lot to talk about on this podcast. I'm not complaining, but uh, I'm going with a character that frankly baffled me as a kid who didn't know anything about like what it took to produce a figure and marketing figures and stuff, because... There's a movie that came out in 1987 called G.I. Joe the Movie. And the first character you see, not just the first character you see, but the character who sets in motion the entire the entire film's plot, essentially. She's a member of Cobra Law, and her name is Pythona. And we never got a Pythona figure in the original G.I. Joe line. And that baffled me, especially when you look at the fact that the Cobra Law figures they did release were a three-pack that included one army builder and two unique characters. And why they couldn't just release Python as part of that three-pack and done the, uh, the, the, the Cobra Law trooper as a separate carded figure was baffling to me as a child and still kind of like blows my mind to this day that they didn't take advantage of that opportunity. Gender politics. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I mean, but GI Joe was never, never one to shy away from doing female figures, at least for the first few years, then they kind of just stopped. Um, there were a couple of re-releases of characters later on, but after Jinx, there were no new uh, female characters in the original GI Joe line. 
which is really mind-blowing if you think about it. Is that right? See, I don't – I know 82 to 87. I know what we got. Um, and it's interesting because Scarlet, Lady J, CoverGirl, Baroness, Zorana, um, all – you got very, one a year, essentially. Well, and all very important characters in both the the animated series and the comic book, mm-hmm. um, or or at least one or the other. And uh, then Jinx comes along, is critical to the movie. But that's interesting that Pythona really is the only majorly important character that we didn't get a, a figure of female Wait, character that was, we didn't get. A what are you saying about big lob <laughs> female, <laughs> female character <laughs> that we didn't yeah. get a figure of because that, you know, we we've she talked did more in the movie than the Cobra law trooper. Oh yeah. She did I more mean, than nemesis enforcer. It, I mean, it, she's, well, and what's interesting is the the Imperial Imperial Guard, is that what it is? Cobra Law Imperial Guard? I'm Imperial Royal, yeah, Royal Guard or what's, whatever his name what's is. What's funny to me is I'm troop building those guys right now because you can get them pretty cheap. Uh, but they were part of this three pack. And as you, you couldn't said, troop Noel, build them as a kid. Why would you not right? You couldn't because they were part of this three pack. Mm-hmm. Why not release that as an individually carded figure? Now I don't know where the line was at the time. Uh, I feel like figures based on the movie, because I guess Jinx falls into that, Falcon falls into that. Chuckles, Tunnel Rat. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, there there is a wide range of figures. Slaughter's Renegades and Cobra Law were, you know, essentially original to the movie. Right, and the Renegades came in a three-pack just like Cobra Law did. But but you have a very good point. Why not put Pythona in that three pack and have the uh, the Royal Imperial Bug Guard, whatever it is, uh, I mean, single hearted figure? I'll say this honestly: this was probably one, like the lack of a Pythona figure was one of the one of the catalysts for me getting out of GI Joe at the time because it was a character I really wanted a figure of, and. I just and I never did buy the Cobra Law three pack because it didn't make sense to me to have one trooper available. And I wasn't troop building a lot, but I tried to get at least two of yeah. every. Like, I I had like three Crimson Guards and three or four Vipers and a couple of uh, a couple of Cobra officers as a kid. But you know, I I tried to get more than one of those, and I knew I would never be able to get more than one uh, Cobra uh, Cobra Law guard. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, the whole thing with her breaking in to Cobra or to, or to like you know the headquarters and you know putting the idea to plant or planting the idea to to get uh, Serpentor to steal the BET, uh, and just that really cool opening where she's you know using the the little creature to to open to to cut through. Uh, the fences and all that stuff. I was like, oh, that was really cool imagery. And then, you know, they they reveal this character. She's unique looking. She's she's very interesting. And then you just never get a figure. And it wasn't until 2006 that they finally actually released, or sorry, 2016, they finally released yeah, a figure. The five years line. ago. 
So it so, wasn't even mass retail. And it wasn't, and, and like most of it, with the with the exception of the arms, or sorry, it was the head, the torso, and the hands. Everything else is uh, culled from other figures, too. So it wasn't even like, uh, you know, its own sculpt. That's wild. And, and I don't, this is just me being crazy. I don't count anything from the collector's club because the prices were so wildly expensive. You had to sign up for this specific thing to get it. And basically anything that's not mass market retail, uh, I, I don't feel like can be counted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's absolutely crazy. And, you know, we, we've talked about on the show, our hopes for whatever super seven might be doing. Uh, that's a figure that if super seven was to do an O-ring line, a Pythona would be a, a first draft pick for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I would want it to fit in with my vintage Joe's because she's, She's a gross oversight in the line. And she, even if you take, like, just looking at her, if you take into account, like, oh, there's so much original parts they would have to use because she has that cloak for the vintage line, you could have held hidden parts reuse so easy. Mm -hmm. It it really would have just been ahead. It always bothered me. Uh, I don't know. I th- I think she's 100% new tooling. Even, even if they had oh. done her in 87, I, I think she's you, – you've got to tool that whole body. I think she's got a soft goods cloak. Um, And the, the hair would be like Zanzibar's hair where it was actually like a, mm. like a, oh. uh, a ponytail. Mm. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. I was never a fan of that even as a kid. No, I didn't. I didn't love that either. I would rather have just a plastic sculpted ponytail. Uh, but yeah, but you're right. That's how they would have done it. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, she's uh, t- terrible oversight. What probably one of the most critical missing in actions we've had thus far, just because GI Joe the movie, even though it didn't make it to theaters, it was such a big part of the mythology at the time and and even today it it is it does kind of coincide a little bit with you you look at transformers the movie that came out the year before which obviously this was trying to this was trying to ride on the coattails of that which turned out to not right which didn't turn just didn't didn't turn into a hit at the time of course either but they never produced an rc figure and yeah that's crazy so it's probably along that same mentality that they that the execs had at hasbro is like oh female characters don't sell but it was obviously it was obvious they did and it was obvious that they pushed those characters so hard in the media that kids wanted them i wanted i wanted the the, the female characters most of my friends yeah, yeah wanted, i did too i i never the they wanted i never had any kind of mental block about buying female action figures i i wanted them just as much as the guys yeah all right. Well, excellent choice. Uh, it's a crime that we do not have a classic O-ring style Pythona. Maybe someday that'll be corrected. Uh, you know, I don't know. 
but I'd rather have her than our, even though I'm troop building them, <laughs> I'd rather have her than this Royal Guard goober that that is always missing that little antenna thing that goes on his head. Oh, yeah. Well, an antenna, an, any antenna from any G.I. Joe figure that's going to go on its head is just just give up. Just give Not up good. hope in finding an original one. <laughs> no. Heavy metal. Just, just buy the 3D printed stuff and, and be happy. Yeah. Welcome to Instruments of Destruction, where we talk about the various vehicles of the G.I. Joe line. Uh, This month, it is my turn to pick, and I've got to go with something that I considered to be the base vehicle of Cobra, and that is the Ferret. I was born in North Carolina raised in Georgia. So let me just tell you that ATVs were a critical part of my upbringing. And when you give me an ATV with a big giant cannon on the side, another gun on the front and a rocket on either side and rubber wheels and working uh, steering bar, handlebars whatever the heck that is uh i'm all in i'm into it and this got huge representation in the media because it was a lower cost vehicle that they knew they could present in the comic books and the cartoon wherever and really give it a presence and that kids would want to have this thing possibly multiples of this thing Uh, And what's funny is, much like Noel's pick of Pythona, I probably two, three months ago had this ferret as part of the show that I was going to choose. Since then, I have managed to obtain a couple of ferrets, vintage ferrets, uh, for very good prices. But what I realized is the reason I got them for such good prices is they're missing the little cable that goes from the gun to the vehicle that (laughs) if the seller had not told me, Hey, it's missing this cable. I wouldn't even have known. Now you guys looking at the ferret, would do, would you know right off the top? No, I'm going to guess you would have. but right off the top of your head, would you have known that this little cable that goes from the gun to the ferret was part of it because i don't think i would have you just reminded me and i actually i just put two ferrets on my shelf and i don't think either one of them has and it's a hose it's your favorite Uh, part i know it's missing a hose i should have known (laughs) um yeah i didn't i i got this from uh you know how when you google search uh, a toy under shopping And every once in a while, you'll come across a website that you're like, this doesn't look like it's even active anymore. Mm. Like it's some old ass web store 
and the interface looks really primitive and you're like they probably don't even take paypal like this <laughs> this looks like they probably built this website in 1998 and haven't updated their inventory since then uh so i found one of these websites uh actually recommended to me by none other than matt cardona formerly zach Ryder of wwe and you're talking about i believe i actually asked him i was like have you bought stuff here because this looks really sketchy and he's like yeah i buy wrestling figures probably like three times a year from this place i was like all right i'm gonna do it so i bought a couple of ferrets uh i ordered an lcv an armadillo um a few like probably six or seven different vehicles from this place and after about two weeks the guy got back to me and said hey i'm really sorry we don't have the lcv in stock and the ferrets are missing the hoses that go from the gun to the ferret but the devil fish is in great shape the armadillo is in great shape and there was like one other thing i don't remember what it is off the top of my head uh so i was like you know what knock off whatever you think is fair for those ferrets and send it to me send it all the ferrets are in fantastic shape they look great they're just missing those hoses but i love this vehicle the rubber wheels the just the the weight of it as a small cheap vehicle it's just such a fun thing whether you want to put dreadnoughts on it whether you want to put tomax and zaymon on it uh scrap iron whoever i just like this as cobra's like getting around vehicle when you guys were kids where did you place the ferret in your sort of hierarchy of cobra vehicles I was sad to not actually own one as a child, but I had what? Uh, no, yeah, I never, I never did have one, but like my my best friend did, who I always played GI Joe with, so I I got a lot of play out of the ferret. Um, but yeah, it was always like it was Cobra was riding up mountains with it, and they were, you know, they were ambushing Joes from the other side with those with those cannons on You're it. You're off road. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it was. It was a it was an all terrain vehicle, so it went it went everywhere. Yeah, much like Noel, actually growing up, we never had the ferret. Oh my um, gosh, you but, guys are so... <laughs> but, of course, any of my friends that had it, I always commandeered it. And growing up in the mountains of Kentucky, had four-wheelers. <laughs> so whenever I was out in the fields driving around, you better believe. I had plenty of my own Cobra adventures. So I'm actually good. shocked that G.I. Joe Hasbro did not take advantage. Did they own Power Wheels? Did they put those out or was that another company? Uh, yeah, I don't. I think that that was another company. Yeah, I feel like but, that would have had to have been Mattel since there were so many Barbie Power Wheels. Maybe, but my but, gosh. But if they had put out just like a child-sized little ATV <laughs> Power Wheel style, that would have sold so well. Yeah, I would have I would have begged for that and slap a nerf cannon on the side. 
Well, I don't think Nerf was doing cannons in 1985. That's a much later thing. <laughs> oh Nerf, yeah, you're Nerf right, was you're right. footballs and, no, and stuff like that when I was a kid. It would have been it would have been an Intertech cannon. <laughs> yes, the water gun on the side. The water gun like that got people actual killed. Gun. Um so 1985 is the year we first saw the ferret. What's driving me crazy and what I never knew is that there is a mail order version that is in a lighter blue color. I want one of those so bad because I like the lighter blue more than the original color. Yeah. I, I love the, I love that lighter blue one. Uh, it reminds me of like, I, I scrap iron of course is a character that I costume, but when I did the costume, I did the version of the, the version that came with the wild bill and the two pack where he's wearing like a lighter, brighter jumpsuit because I love that contrast with the red much more than that really dark blue. Yes. And yeah, this that, is, light, yeah. that lighter blue looks more Cobra. Yeah. Well, it does. And and when I, when I picture the ferret, like from the media, I think of this blue and not the dark blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to get my hands on one of those lighter They're blue ones. Very expensive. Oh yeah. <laughs> because all of the mail order stuff, is expensive because who was doing ferrets through mail order? Like when you could go into a store and buy them and you probably already had one. And then a few years later, maybe they do the mail order version. Well, who needs that? And they did so many other different versions too, where you had the, the tiger claw. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had the later ones, like the, the, it was 2006. They had ones uh, that, that were like, they were probably, well, no, I guess that was pre-movie. But they are in like army colors. There's like a green one, and there's one that's yeah, gray. And I I never bought any of those because that doesn't that the camo with the gold <laughs> that's bizarre. And I and what's weird is I wish I had bought it, but at the time, like I totally understand why I didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it turns into something completely different. This snake tracks ATV. Uh, which basically only the wheels look the same. But yeah, I always thought this was one that was similar to the vamp where you could just keep recoloring it. Both Joe's and Cobra's could, could use this vehicle. Yeah. Because it's so versatile and because it was so affordable stuff, because mm-hmm. this was probably what, 249 when it first was retailed. Uh, it says 329. 329. How wild is that? But yeah, I mean, you know, you could, you could have a few of them. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love this vehicle. It's, it's, it's very all purpose. You can put anybody on it and it makes sense. Anybody from Cobra infantry up to a dreadnought up to the crimson twins uh, could be driving this thing. You could have a dozen of them and it would be great. It would make sense. So uh, yeah, that's just, that's my pick. I love this vehicle. I think it's one of the signature vehicles of the GI Joe line. In 100% agreement. Welcome to Knowing is Half the Babble, where each of us get a certain amount of time to ramble about anything G.I. Joe related. Noel, why don't you kick us off this time? Well, I come to you this month with a cautionary tale. Um, as uh, you know, I, I've started putting my 
my Joe stuff up on display when I bought this house a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got some, some little shelves around the, around the room, uh, a lot of stuff from Ikea because Ikea is the best place to go. If you're looking for ways to kind of snazzy up your toy room. Uh, I've got tons of little, little puck lights. They come in like little three, they, they did come in three. I think they come in little four packs now and you just, I've got a drop ceiling so I can run the cables up to my ceiling and just mount them up onto the, um, onto the onto the ceiling with velcro and they're just spaced around my room like every 24 inches and they illuminate the things on my shelf and it's really cool and i've got them all in a little timer light that can turn them on and off as i wish but you get lazy with that after a while and you're like yeah they're just little leds they're not going to hurt anything well as i was starting to move some stuff around about a month ago or so i took my devil fish off the shelf and I, I will, I sent the pic to Dave, Dave, if you want to share that on our Instagram page, maybe if you want to post that. Oh, um, sure, sure. Yeah. This little tiny LED light over the course of a few months managed to essentially just sun bleach my devil fish. And you can see where the missiles were, that it's the perfect color underneath. Uh, but all around there, it's just just completely faded it's a very different shade of very light orange now so uh if if you do display your your joe stuff with uh with lighting um it's probably not a good idea to keep it on 24 7 for for a matter of a few months uh turn turn those lights on when you're not uh when you're not showing it off to people because uh, i don't want you to have the same fate with your devil fish or any other joe vehicle that it might uh, or any other toy in general that it might harm well, what's funny is uh, I sh- you sent me those pictures and I shared them in the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Facebook group because that's it's all toy collectors. It's all people very concerned about uh, vintage toys, uh, Hasbro, WWF, stuff like that. So I shared that as sort of a cautionary like, hey, look what happened. And one of the comments was LED lights won't do that. And I was like, and yet they did. <laughs> they because, don't do because, that until they do. Well, and, and that's on Facebook. Anything that you share, one of the reactions you're going to get is you're wrong. It doesn't matter what it is. The sun comes up every morning. Well, as a matter of fact, the sun doesn't always. No, shut up. So, yeah, that was the comment was LED lights won't do that. Well, well trust me, what, buddy. In the corner of this room that that is, that the only lighting there at all ever is the LED. I've got some I've got some fluorescent uh, fluorescent lights in the drop ceiling, but they are 15 feet away from right. that corner. The only thing illuminating that corner is those LEDs. So, and you can tell too because there was a shelf over it that covered the back side of it, and the back of it also not right. not bleached out because it was shaded at that point. So yes. So- it, it was an LED puck light. It was about 18 inches away from this devilfish, and it just ruined it. So uh, for the listeners, follow Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, and I'll, I'll share these pictures up there so you guys can see the freaking heartbreak. And it's, it was in this perfect condition. It was in such perfect condition, too. Uh. So uh, that's, that's horrible. Uh, but we have all learned and we appreciate uh, the sharing of the knowledge and the suffering. Uh, Christian, what is your babble this month? I don't have anything near as exciting as that. <laughs> uh, Good. Who would want to? <laughs> that's true. Uh, no, 
just, you know, in the last month, I've become somewhat obsessed on YouTube with the uh, G.I. Joe comic commercials that they used to put out, right? The animated commercials to promote the comics. Yes. So there was someone who had like a super cut of them and I was watching it and it just so happened that mixed into the comic commercials, there was a live action G.I. Joe commercial that oh, I had from like the 90s or whatever. Yeah, and I had totally forgotten about it. And I am now as obsessed with that as I am our mission Brazil. Like <laughs> when I am editing stuff, I I have that pretty much playing on on a regular loop because it it listeners look it up. It, it is it's just awesome. pure 90s over the top like well it's it's Captain Power great. How did they put because in the 90s, G.I. Joe was winding down. It just was. Mm -hmm. But this commercial, the budget for this thing had to have been, I mean, more, more than just creating animation. Oh, for sure. I mean, because everybody is in accurate. Yes. They look outfits to the toys. These are dudes dressed up as gi joe figures like correctly it's yeah. not some guy and like and it's it's fatigue. all it's all theme park stunt fighting yes. in the commercial so like they they you would never know that gi joe was winding down based off of that commercial which might even be why i love it more because i'm like well my god who saw this and well and, I, the the last Jocon in 2018, the final one, uh, was up in Chattanooga, and 3D Joes, who of course we you know we rely on now that Gojo.com is not so not so reliable. Uh, Carson Metaxas, who owns 3D Joes, and Kirk Bazigian actually did a panel, and it's actually up on YouTube. I just made sure it's still up there uh, on 3D Joes's uh, YouTube website, uh, YouTube uh, page, going over basically the behind the scenes on how they did those live action who's not sleeping tonight yeah and it well, was a, and it there was, was the commercials were se like a serial there were a series of commercials and they all told they were all part of a, like a longer story so it's almost like a uh, mini movie broken out into 30 second se segments and and it's probably not fair of me to say that joe was winding down in the 90s because what I have noticed is that people younger than us discovered Joe in the 90s or the late 80s, and for them, it was still going strong at that point, even though we might have been out of it. Like 90s Joe, if you look up 90s Joes on eBay now, they're going for money. Like people want that stuff, people are into that stuff. So and not knowing what year these came out, just based off of the outfits the characters were wearing, uh, I made the assumption these were the last uh, grasps before the whole Sergeant Savage. This was 91, era. so there's, there was still another good three years left of the life okay. of this. Yeah. So that's why I say winding down, because I in my head, I was like, well, this was 
this is right before the but the there's Savage, there's but... a whole generation that looks at like 89 to 94 as their gi joe as the and, time that mm-hmm. they were invested in the brand that's and it. that would be my younger brother like yeah ninja force all of that that's when See, he I, was of I that wasn't age. even there for that stuff but that to the younger generation that's a viable portion of gi joe and that's something that's important to remember mm-hmm. yeah but yeah definitely check out that panel because it's it's great and you know kirk and kirk and carson are both fantastic on the panel uh well my babble uh for this month month is uh fairly brief i just want to talk about i've been on ebay i've been on mercari i've been telling you guys about mercari and how much i've enjoyed buying stuff there and how easy the experience has been uh but i would like to talk about the use of the words rare and vintage (laughs) on ebay and mercari uh very rarely there's that word rare is the usage of the word rare or vintage appropriate on either of those platforms you'll you'll see rare gi joe havoc buddy you can get a Havoc complete for like 25 bucks. That is not rare. Uh, and then vintage. I will see things from like 2009. Vintage G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. All right. I understand 2009 is a lot longer ago than I'm ready to admit. But to call anything from the Rise of Cobra line vintage is preposterous. <laughs> I still have two a hard whole time. Ago. <laughs> I still have a hard time calling stuff from the eighties vintage. Well, like, right, right. The vintage but, is like seventies, right? Right, right, right. Except for the fact that vintage probably encompasses the nineties at this point, but we don't want to admit that because we're old <laughs> and we're dying right. a little more every single day. Uh, but that uh, that has been a bane of my ebay existence since ebay founded however long ago well you just, know what's people crazy people throw rare out there like oh yeah yeah the people just throw no, rare into listings no, 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 for no, nothing no, 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 keep no. in mind that the modern gi joe figures have been produced longer than the original over i know i know produced. right so <sighs> what's funny to me is going back to ebay the very first ebay purchase i ever made uh was a hall of fame the 12 inch hall of fame destro and this was probably in 99 ish and at that point that figure wasn't even 10 years old and i think i paid like 12 15 bucks shipped for that figure but at the time, it seemed to me to be a very old figure. <laughs> now, for some reason, that figure doesn't seem as old to me as it did then. Because I don't want to admit that I'm just curdling up into to decrepitude. <laughs> oh, you guys, thank you for sitting down and talking G.I. Joe once again uh noel why don't you tell us about the finest tell us what you're doing and where we can find you on social media 
Uh, so you can find me on, uh, well, not really on social media. I don't do much outside of my private Facebook, but you can find uh, my writings at dorkdroppings.com, although it doesn't get updated very often, uh, like in the last few years. Uh, the Finest, of course, is an international G.I. Joe costuming group that I am proud to be a member of. Uh, starting to get out and do some more things, of course, at Joe Fest, uh, raised a little over $2,000 for our charity of choice, Canines of Warrior, Canine, Canines for Warriors. Sorry, I should be able to say that a little easier. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be appearing, uh, hopefully a lot more coming up in the near future. I'm hoping to get some more shows here in Georgia so our garrison can get a little bit more active as well. And Christian, tell us about, uh, where we can find the figure photography that yes. audible interlude podcast will repost on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram and on flickr.com under the handle Legion cub for all your toy photography needs. Excellent. And uh, of course our music is by Andy Samford of electric You can find us at audible interlude podcast on Instagram and GI Joe audible on Twitter. You guys, thank you for talking about GI Joe. We'll be back again in just a few weeks and who knows how much news we're going to have to talk about then. Thanks a lot. You guys, we got a movie coming out soon. And remember, Yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.